This episode of the latest PS5 is brought to you by our Patreon producers, Mr. George Rixey and Mr. Adam Batty. Thank you very much for your support. Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, an amazing feeling. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 34 of the latest PS5. I'm your host, Sonny Sangera, and once again, I'm joined by Mr. Alex Sylvester. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, mate. I've been playing a whole load of games. It's been a good period in my life right now. So, yeah, happy days. Good. It feels so weird now because I keep thinking there's a camera in front of me, so I keep trying to make myself look cool, and I'm forgetting that there's no camera. <laughs> so, listeners, if you're wondering what we're on about, uh, we just recorded our first bonus episode for Patreon uh, subscribers, so you can head over in the link in the description of this podcast. That's www.patreon.com forward slash latest ps5 we literally just recorded a 20 minute episode of our top five most anticipated games of the year that's exclusive for patreon subscribers and uh it's, there'll be a video format and a podcast format for that but yeah i thought there was a camera still on me so i was trying to make myself look more beautiful in that one i was like no i can chill out and be a slob so it's all good <laughs> but uh what have you been playing now i've been playing uh i've been playing astrobot Nice. Because uh, as ladies and gentlemen, the fans would know of the show would know that last week I managed to get my hands on one of the most coveted systems on the planet. Uh, it was hard to get, you know. I had to uh, <clears throat> do a few shady things, but I managed to get one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been playing Astrobot um, from top to bottom. The game is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, from the uh, the moment of inception, when you got the pad, and it's pretty much introducing you to the dual sense, to unlocking different challenges. I've got the time trial now. I'm smashing records left, right, and center, and I can't wait to show you my trophies. You know, well, so, I would uh, love to know, but Astrobot you haven't sent me a friend request yet, so your times are not <laughs> oh, going up against me. Don't worry, don't worry about that, man. You know. I'm Wait for the shock factor, you know. So, uh, yes, you can uh, stand by. But uh, what have you been playing, man? Uh, a bit of everything, really. So, yeah. uh, Pez as always uh, online. <laughs> um, Devil May Cry. So, I've been going through the story on that. Still a great game. Planet cool. Coaster's career mode's got hard now because it's hard challenges. So, it's uh, it's becoming challenging. So, I'm playing a bit of that as well. Uh, yes. Yeah, just just mixing and matching it, picking up dirt. It's going to be the same for a while, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get. Yeah, you know, well, I've played house mark games, they're fucking hard. I told yeah. you, and I, I don't know if I want to put myself through that stretch. I know it's going to be beautiful. I might just wait for you to get it and then uh, yeah. just get you to share your screen with me on the PlayStation while oh, you're playing, and I'll just yeah, watch you play instead. You know what I mean? <laughs> that game's going to be too hard, but yeah. we'll see how it goes. Um, and I'll probably be playing the same games next week. You know, time <laughs> is limited on the PlayStation when you're homeschooling two kids. But, uh, yeah, it's, I need to be more efficient. I'm just working way, my way through Devil May Cry. I've got to hurry up because everybody's most anticipated game, Destruction All-Stars, is out in a few weeks on PlayStation Plus. So Ooh. got to get to work on that one. But, Alex, we've got um, quite a bit of news this week, actually. It's not all Resident Evil. They're all different. We've got five <laughs> pieces of news for the listeners yeah. this week. Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's dive into it. What have we got first? Okay, so uh, number one. It looks like Sony Santa Monica may be pulling dual development. That is if a recent job posting is to be believed. Now, this broke literally the day after we recorded last week. Um, 
So the official Twitter account for the studio posted that the studio is seeking an experienced art director for the development of a new unannounced title. That's the key thing there, unannounced title. Ooh. Now, Alex, mm. what adds fuel to the possibility of two games being in development is if you go all the way back to 2019, 2018, after the launch of God yeah. of War, uh, it, was only, it wasn't picked up by many people then, but it was picked up. Uh, yeah. A number of Sony... Uh, Santa Monica staff had written the same sentence in LinkedIn profiles. Now, listeners, if you're not aware, there is a group of amazing diehard fans of video games who check LinkedIn accounts for news leaks, yeah. and you'll be surprised at how many yeah. they find. <clears throat> and what they yeah. found on these Sony Santa Monica staff was that the studio, uh, so the sentence was studio created a strategic multi phase long term studio plan spanning two future projects. And that was on a number of staffs LinkedIn. Yeah. Now, we already know that one of the projects is already announced, and that's God of War yep. Ragnarok, yep. which that's was announced at the PS5 launch date showcase in September. Question yeah. is, the other one, you know, what is that unannounced game? So what do you think it could be? Well, uh, let's just see. Let's take it back. What do you want it to be? Not what do you think. What do you what want it to be? You know, I have no idea potentially what they can throw in out. Obviously they've done phenomenal work with the God of War series. I mean they've they've just revolutionized, you know, the action adventure game. I mean like we're talking gory, mature action adventure game, so they can do that perfectly. Mm. Um what would I want them to do? Um I would like them to tackle space. Let's just say space. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd like them to do something which is gonna be interplanetary, you know, dealing with like um maybe gods and monsters of different planets and something like that. And um, you know, just something which is gonna really just just trip the senses out. You know, obviously they've done the Nordic and the uh, the Greek mythology. Uh it'd be interesting if they went for maybe another, you know, another uh, religious belief or whatever. Um but yeah, space would be the great theme for me. Mm. What's well, interesting you know, do you want to hear an interesting fact? Yep, go for it. Sony Santa Monica is 22 years old. And in that time, they've released one game that's not God of War. That's it. Really? And that was in 2001, they released a game called Kinetica for the PlayStation 2. And then in 2005, they released, obviously, God of War. Um, yeah. And then you had 2007, which was obviously God of War 2. And you had some Vita games and stuff in the middle. 2010 was God of War 3. 2013, yeah. And then you had another PS uh, uh, handheld game, sorry. And then 2013, you had God of War Ascension. And then you had the remake of God of War. And now you've got Ragnarok. You know, mm. so... And the weird thing is, if you go onto YouTube and just type in um, Sony Santa Monica, you'll find a documentary on there. It's about an hour and a half long. It's absolutely yeah. stunning about the making of God of War. It is the must-see documentary. It's amazing. Yeah. Behind the scenes. But what it shows is that they did make a space game and it got canned by Shuhei Yoshida. He canned oh, the game. He said okay. it just wasn't, it wasn't good enough, you know. And then that was when they brought back... Corey Barlog to start uh, yeah. you know God of War again and yeah. Um, yeah it's funny you said space it's the same thing for me that's what I want I I look yeah. at uh, Corey Barlog and I look at the team and the, you know the, the single shot story that they created yeah. with God of War with the strength of characters um, it was unbelievable and you just think to yourself what could they possibly do? Um, what could they possibly do? And it's funny you said that because just a couple of weeks ago, and this is going to really piss you off. Are you ready? Because you're going to mm -hmm. want it so just, bad. Go for it. Go for it. So Corey Barlog <laughs> uh, expressed a desire to make a certain game. 
Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find the tweet now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes. He suggested a single-player game where players would take control of a bounty hen- a bounty hunter and fly from system to system, getting into adventures and doing what bounty hunters do best. Oh. Yes, he actually said he wants to make a Mandalorian game. Oh wow! And and here's the crazy thing, though. You know, is it a red herring because the the Star mm-hmm. Wars license is open? And yes, what Corey is, wants, or what Neil Druckmann wants, they will get from Sony. But I just yes. think he wouldn't talk about it like that if it was in yeah. development. He would just keep stum. He wouldn't even let anyone get a hint of what he was doing. So, uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say that now that they've actually um, opened up Lucasfilm Games, is it what they call mm. it, um, up to different developers to to unleash their hands and ideas um, on the Star Wars uh, universe. Uh, they're obviously going to be giving it to, well, they should be giving it to quality AAA or quadruple A um, developers. Uh, so it would make sense that Santa Monica Studios, especially with the success of um, God of War, um, you know, it would make sense for them to be put into the hat. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to meet, mm. especially with the, the space idea, especially with what you were saying right there. I'm just going to just go mm. leaps and bounds with it. It's going to be. Conclusions. They're going to make it. <laughs> it's going to be it. interesting. It's in 2024. This is exclusive, ladies and gentlemen. I know. It's, it's interesting because <laughs> Disney shut down. They, no, no, they, no. Jet, they jettisoned all their developing studios, you know, the guys who made like Disney Infinity, everything. They jettisoned all of it. And then they were Marvel and Disney were really careful, and they shopped Marvel licenses. And Sony obviously took Spider Man. What else? Obviously, you're gonna take the number one, and they yeah. create something amazing from it. And then ever since they did that, you had that. You had um, Team Ninja um, making uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three for the Switch. I think it was Ultimate Alliance, right? Um, yeah, three for the yeah. Switch, and then. I think they kind of got them shot, shot themselves in the foot by giving Square the Avengers because obviously the Avengers might be a good game. It's been panned massively in a sense of its sales, massive losses yeah. for Square. Yeah, LucasArts yeah. Uh, games, hopefully they, they get it right and they're really careful. Um, but it would be amazing if Sony mm. uh, picked up a Star Wars game and it was and it was just yeah. really focused, story-driven game because that's what people want. Mm. You know, I love Star Wars in a sense. Yeah. Of not, I'm not a big fan, but I enjoy the universe. The games are... I'm not going to lie to them. It's going to piss a lot of people off their shit for me because I play better single-player mm. story games. But Jedi Fallen Order was definitely... Bucked the Fallen trend Order. and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I loved that yeah, game because exactly. it had a unique story, unique character in that world. It had the sounds. I was like, yes, this is what I want from a Star Wars game. Now you put a better developer than Respawn at single player story, like probably you know alongside Naughty Dog is in the top three in the world in Santa Monica. You're like, yes, let's do mm. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but I do believe that could actually be the case as well. So mm. Naughty Dog is also working on a new. Uh, untitled um, game, aren't they? Mm. Um, so it'd be interesting. It'd be really I'm going to. So that's what I'm, we I'm want. Money on Star Wars because it makes money, and obviously they've got the um, uh, they've got the install base there. Uh, all they just need is system. So we're looking at what a couple of years at least um, mm. before they even uh, start announcing anything. But yeah, man, I'm, my money's on Star Wars. Okay, so that's what you want, and that's what you think. That's what I want. But what I think is. Mm. I think if they're gonna rebring, they're gonna revitalize an existing Sony IP. I don't know which one. Yeah, which one? I, d- I don't know which one. It could be an old no one, idea. like Legend of. <laughs> it could be like Legend of Dragoon. It could be Dark Cloud. It could be Siphon Cy- uh, yes. Filter. Yeah. It could be something. I just Siphon think. Siphon Filter. I just mm, think Sony are uh, yeah. like looking at their IPs and thinking they're, they're you know there's there's value to these assets. Let let's see what it can be. Soul Reaver. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It could be anything, but 
I just have a feeling it's an existing IP, but obviously we'll see what happens on the Santa yep. Monica front in the near future. Right, Alex, number two. Mm-hmm. So as we know, in today's society, and especially in games media, negativity generates eyes or hits in this case. You know, negativity yeah. gets people in and they want it more than positivity and, you know, gets yeah. them reading their stories. That's why last week, many UK headlines read that scalpers had indeed once again purchased the majority of PS5 consoles that were made available via various retailers. Well, that doesn't seem to be the case as last week's PS5 physical sales increased, this is software, 324% in the UK. The catalyst for this huge increase was, of course, people being able to get hold of the previously mentioned restock of consoles. If you're a scalper, you don't buy games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it sounds like a lot of people did get a hold of PlayStation consoles in the UK. There is yeah. a lot more consoles coming in to the UK on a weekly basis now. Uh, yeah. To give you an idea of the jump, uh, Miles Morales jumped from number fourteen to number four after a hundred and sixty-one percent sales increase. This is just physical, not digital sales. Yeah. Demon yeah. Souls had a huge lift in sales, jumping two hundred ninety-one percent. Again, no digital sales included. There was yeah. also increases for PS5 versions of FIFA 21, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. The PS5 version of each game was the best-selling version last week. None of these again, oh, wow. none of these titles again didn't include the digital sales. And on mm. a related note, obviously last week was the launch of Hitman 3. It had its biggest ever launch for the franchise worldwide, and that obviously includes the UK as well. The PS5, this is what shocked me because I did not expect this. So of all the versions, that's PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One. Um, On a related note, so Hitman 3, the PS5 version accounted for 49% of all physical copies sold. Wow. The PlayStation 4 version accounted for 25% of all stocks sold. (laughs) And then the various Xbox SKUs made up the remaining 26%. I'm shocked, dude. I did not think the PS5 version would sell that many. That is impressive, the fact that, yeah, the majority of their versions were sold on PS5. That's really good news. You know, I mean, it is. It just shows that it's the preferred console choice, isn't it? So it's just the Xbox is not really kidding. Even though I did hear that it does actually perform a little bit better in terms of the visuals, mm. but in terms of uh, frame rate, uh, and obviously, I mean, to be honest, I mean, it's 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 split by a hair, really. You know what I mean? It well, that, yeah, I mean, uh, it's something to do with the development tool, isn't it? That that's used yeah. in the Xbox Series X is used in the PC code. But yeah, I did read that. I think it's eighteen. You said it the other week, eighteen hundred P. I think you said yeah, last week. Yeah, is, yeah. yeah. But what it also means that the PlayStation 5 version just runs like buttery silk, you know. It's so that SSD, what, baby. It's that yeah, SSD. Yeah, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Obviously, uh, listeners of the show, you know, that's what we were um, bashing for the past two weeks. Uh, and the game runs flawlessly. So, you know, what can I say? It's a it's a really good, great game. But, um, yeah, I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see that uh, people are actually managing to get their hands on the PlayStation 5. It's a great console. And obviously, this was... A big, massive uh, hill for Sony to climb because, yeah, you got scalpers purchasing it directly from um, the retailers, which is great initially. But then you want to get those users, mm. you want those active, those monthly active users. You want them to purchase the, the games. Profit, you want the, them to the profit yeah, exactly. is made in the software, isn't it? On the software, on the online services, you know, they wanted to get onto PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now. They wanted to just get onto the service. Uh, mm. So yeah, I'm glad that they're actually. Um, uh, fulfilling their um, their promise, you know, to try to increase the amount of uh, consoles coming onto our shores. Mm. Well, the good yeah, thing is also, as well is uh, yeah. UK retailers now are really uh, well. Argos, not so much. They seem to have been hit before they even made them public. But 
other retailers now are being really, really strict. So uh, one type of payment, so one card, can only buy one console per one address, oh, nice. per one account. So Good. it's making it like that. Um, some retailers are forcing you to buy a singular game. Now, you might think that's bullshit, and it is in a way, but at the same time, it puts bots and scalpers off. Because yep. they just want the machine, they don't want the game. Whereas a genuine yeah. buyer will want a game. And they're not tying a game, it's just any game for PS5. Yep. So you can be flexible in what you choose as well. And more people seem to be getting it, um, which is good. To give you an idea, so last week, Curry's, the website, they actually had 18,000 consoles available um, yeah. to be purchased. The, the queue at peak mm-hmm. was 150,000 people in the Curry's queue trying to get a PlayStation 5. That's crazy. Obviously, yeah. a lot of them were probably bots as well, but still, it's, yeah. it's a crazy yeah. number to show that the demand for this machine is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And the game also, uh, apparently they had, was it almost about 2,000 consoles were swept up by bots, you know, mm. so they didn't actually get away with it completely. However, uh, they apparently... They went back to um, review each purchase, yeah, they went back didn't they? To yeah, they made sure that it's for address, and I think that obviously helps. So I'm glad that retailers, obviously, they wanted to get their initial cash, but now they're actually thinking, come on, it's all about the gamers, and let's do what we can to make well, sure. Well, for them, it's, it's, you can sell a console, yeah. that's great, but if they're selling it to a bot, great, but if they sell it to a gamer, it's going with an extra pad, it's going with a headset, or it's going with a game, or credit yeah. for PlayStation Network. You know, it's going yeah, exactly. with something extra, and that's where the money's made, because they make pennies. Per hardware exactly. sold, they make the money on yeah. what gets sold with it. The docking station, they make more profit from the docking station for the controller than they do the actual machine. Because exactly. it's, it's crazy, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, hopefully more and more people get in it. And Sony are going to have to, you know, get their finger out and push production a lot more. You know, just when you think <laughs> components was an issue, now it's containers from yeah. China is an issue. But like, <laughs> they said seven points. They said seven point six million by the March thirty mm-hmm. first. Yeah. So uh, I think the announcement or the number will come in the next few days uh, that it was past 5 million sold worldwide yeah. because it was at 4.8 okay. at the beginning of last week. And they've obviously got m- a massive amount of machines around in the UK. Yeah. They always get some yeah. in America. Uh, right. It's launching in India next week. So you're looking at probably 5 million uh, by the end of this week, early next week. So they're, they're, they're going to have to push 2.6 million machines in two months to hit that shareholder number. You know. It doesn't look like that's going to be a problem. You know, when people are still banging on the doors of game and couriers and any retailer, even Amazon, just to get their hands on one. So, yeah, mm. they're in a good position right now. Great position to be in. Well, speaking of great, this next story is great for me and it's going to be great for all the listeners. Um, so if they're like me, that is. So number three, if you're like me and you're one of those players who wants to play PS4 games but is too snobby and refuse to play it unless it has ps5 enhancements i'm like that now my pinky's out in the air as i'm saying that <laughs> uh well an unofficial but helpful tool has been made available for ps5 users 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 <laughs> a website entitled backwards-compatible.com so that's backwards then a dash compatible.com has launched and it lists hundreds of ps4 games detailing how they perform technically on a ps5 console The filters on the website include resolution, frame rates, and others. The site also tags the best performing games on the PS5, uh, like Ghost of Tsushima, which is obviously a locked smooth 60 frames per second throughout. It also details games or tags games uh, that have issues like Fallout 4, for example, which suffers from graphical glitches. Uh, the site currently lists 577 games, but it's being updated every week. That's a really nice tool, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's handy. It's really handy. You know, I've seen a world where um, we're seeing mild improvements or drastic improvements in some cases on these games. Mm. Uh, at least you've got like a, a nice area where you can actually see exactly what you're missing out on uh, and what you can actually get. So, and it's going to it's going to be a great sales tool as well, especially for these developers to and actually showcase. And to give you an idea, guys, how useful this tool is. If you play God of War, I don't need to play. I got the platinum trophy already. But if you play the PS4 version of God of War on the PS5. You will be getting it at uh, not full 4K, but um, locked frame rate, which is fine, mm. right? But if you, this website tells you if you un, if you load the game into your PS5 not connected online and don't download the patch for the game, you will actually play it at 4K 60 because the patch locks the game, and yeah. what the, if the if the if the game has coding where it's locked. To a frame rate or resolution, the players, the, the PlayStation Five can't bump it up. Whereas, yeah. if it doesn't have a cap to it, the PlayStation Five will bump it to whatever the core highest resolution it can go to, or it will lock it to sixty frames, and that's what it does with God of War. So, definitely go on this website if there is any PS4 games you're planning to play. Just have a look on backwards-compatible.com, and you'll be able to see the best way to run it on the PlayStation Five, or if there is any point of playing it, or if there is or isn't any updates on there. No, definitely. Right. Number four. Cool. Number four. We go. This is a big one, Al. Um, so The Last of Us 2, you're going to hear a lot about this this evening, today, tomorrow, this week, because it literally only happened hours ago. Uh, mm. So The Last of Us 2 has officially become the most awarded game in video game history in regards to Game of the Year awards. Up until the mm. launch of Naughty Dog's sequel, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt held a record for most Game of the Year awards with a total of 260 awarded from various media outlets. This okay, past nice. week, or today, for the, or for example, The Last of Us 2 officially yeah. hit 261 awards, <laughs> officially becoming number one on the list. For comparison... Oh, yeah. So for comparison, uh, the number three game is The Legend of Zelda, which earned 223 Game of the Year awards in 2017. Solid. And then number four is God of War from 2018, which uh, gained 208 Game of the Year awards. The Last of Us franchise itself is no stranger to success, with the original Last of Us game winning many Game of the Year awards and was also voted Game of the Decade, game of the decade by Metacritic yeah. users. Um, and yeah. furthermore to that announcement that just happened hours later, DICE has announced that The Last of Us 2 is up for 11 awards at the DICE Awards. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a huge, huge game. But to give yeah. you an idea, uh, so the way this is done is they don't just rank any Tom, Dick and Harry website for Game of the Year. Uh, it, you know the number that they have are I think there's something like a total of 290 something that they have that they they account for so yeah. to have 260 or anywhere near that number is crazy you know and yeah. I can imagine I did have a look so Mario because uh, I thought Alex is going to say something about Mario and that it would have had more but it went up in the same year as uh, God of War <laughs> <laughs> you know, and any and obviously 2017, you go a year back with Sony as well. You would have thought uh, Horizon would have won, but Legend of Zelda came out that year. You know, and that tells you. But Rockstar is the company that has most consistency. Every one of their games since GTA 3 has had over a hundred Game of the Year awards. So yeah, you don't f with Rockstar when Rockstar want to play. Rockstar play, but. Um, it just shows just how big the Last of Us two. I can't. I need That's... you. I need to lend you the game. You need to play the. You need to. I'm not lending <laughs> yeah, it to I'm... you until yeah. you've added me on PlayStation Network, so I can see your trophies. 
I see that you finished The Last of Us Remastered, then I'm going to lend you The Last of Us 2. Then you're going to yeah, play a game. I mean, I've, only, I've just about heard of Last of Us 2, really. I mean, it's an indie <laughs> game. <laughs> but that's really good for them. I mean, realistically, I mean, achieving that one award above uh, The Witcher is, you know, it's an amazing feat, really. But come on, uh, like you mentioned about the Dice Award, that's going to be interesting to see exactly how much they actually pull away mm. uh, from that 260 figure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, especially with the amount of controversy what they had uh, last year, you know, before yeah, the release the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is and the leaks and obviously issues happening behind closed doors. But um, mm. it's just nice to see that they're actually there is a, some silver lining in their their storm cloud and uh, they're actually coming through it now. And it's it's sort of been a phenomenal game. Um, it, obviously, the the awards are proving it. And with the upcoming what remastered uh, version, what they should be announced hopefully soon. Um, uh, wishful thinking, gonna, but let's hope so. Yeah, let's hope so. It's, it's gonna come. They want to. Sh- I mean, obviously, with them now having the greatest um, awarded game <laughs> of all time, you know, it makes sense for them to actually come out with some, some uh, gold or platinum edition version of the game uh, just to shift a, a few more units at least. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, all done Naughty Dog, but I'm still intrigued to find out what the hell are they working on. <laughs> I know, I know we all are, you know, and that's it, we're in a new year, a new generation, we're excited to see obviously, you know, it's a whole new year of digital shows because let's be honest, the expos and that won't be coming back uh, anytime soon unless this vaccine yeah. rollout is even faster than we think it is but yeah. still excited you know um we'll see what happens and yeah i mean realistically there is so many websites and stuff and it, it does come down to opinions on there because i know a lot of websites for example ign or GameSpot, have to be impartial they've got yeah. to balance it out you know a lot of people it's so funny because ign all through the year it was weird. Everyone predicted it was going to be Last of Us with them because everyone was talking about it as their game of the year, but then they gave it to Hades, which is, you know, a, a great game, but it was balanced because the previous year they gave it to a Sony game and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I think for developers, the DICE Awards are the most important because they are by industry, you know what I mean, by fellow developers and things like that. And that is yeah. what's so important to them is the DICE Awards, the Game Awards, which is 51%. Uh, down to media, you know, a selected panel, and then obviously 49% down to fans, I think, to a certain amount. But then obviously you got the BAFTAs as well. So there are big... No, it's not 49 it's less than that. I think it's like 10%, which is fans, is yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes on. I have a funny feeling that if Cyberpunk was working and it came out earlier in the year, then The Last of Us wouldn't have hit 261 words. <laughs> but we'll see what happens next year and if the PC oh, version of Cyberpunk is yeah, uh, no. up for Game of the Year. We'll see what happens on that front. <laughs> could, it, could they actually do that? <laughs> Just one specific plan? Um, well, they did it with uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, didn't they? So did they? Final Fantasy okay. VII was Game of the Year when it came out and yeah. then the remake was a nominee for Game of the Year. Obviously, it got beat by The Last of Us too didn't it but god of war was a remake as well you know so i think zelda remakes of (laughs) previous years have been up for it so remakes can i don't think cyberpunk will uh but saying that no man's sky which is the true underdog story of coming back from defeat you know similar to cyberpunk but not on that epic scale has was up for game of the year awards after the year it came out because it got fixed (laughs) so you know we'll see what happens (laughs) on that front it's going to be interesting to see yeah they're definitely going to fix cyberpunk by the end of the year so yeah man this is her rooting to cd project red this final story uh this final news piece is for you because i know you're excited about this one oh yeah so after the announcement that IO Interactive had picked up the rights to the James Bond franchise, the developer detailed that it was working on Project 007. That was that teaser trailer that they released. Nice. Now that it has shipped Hitman 3 to great critical and commercial success, congratulations on that one. 
yeah. they have now given a few details about the 007 game. <laughs> so I was just trying to hide the hiccup as I was singing. <laughs> so first up, it's yeah. safe to say that this game is a long way off. Uh-huh. So IO Interactive Director um, Haki Abrak detailed in an interview uh, he said, today we have 200 employees and I expect that we will eventually grow to 400 employees over the next few years. Mm. That sentence lines up with a plan um, that they spoke about opening a new studio in Sweden okay. to start the development of the Bond title. <laughs> so they haven't even, I don't know if they've started it, but obviously all hands on deck. All hands on deck would have been on Hitman 3 uh, mm-hmm. on that sense as well. Um, but also, according to a Danish website, DR, IO isn't just planning um, for a single game, but the word trilogy is on their mind as they want to build a Bond universe. Yeah, nice. That's 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 really, really good. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Also, the game is now confirmed to be an all-new digital Bond that is not inspired by a Bond actor. It will okay. not take its story from a previous released movie either, which is good because, um, you know, the appeal is in the actor, but at the same time, you're not constrained to what the actor is or isn't willing to do because when you've got game, uh, consoles like the PS5 and the Series X that you yeah. need that realistic facial expression. If the actor can't be asked, you're not going to get a great facial expression, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, if that's if he wants to work on the game. Um, yeah, but saying yeah. that, the last Bond game to come out was back in 2012, titled 007 Legends, and was based on yeah. the Daniel Craig character. Alex, this game is a Daniel long way Craig. off. Yeah, it is a long way off, which makes sense. You know what I mean? They can slow things down a bit. Obviously, I think they were hoping for, um, well, the whole Bond uh, franchise was hoping for that. No, Another Day to Die? What's the next one? No Time to Die, mm-hmm. uh, which should have been released uh, what last year, which has then been uh, postponed till uh, October this year. Hopefully it comes out. Um, so, yeah, I guess, uh, is it the Broccoli Company or whoever's actually running the franchise is kind of, you know, up in the air at the moment. At the moment. But to know that they're actually working on um, kind of, extending the Bond franchise into the digital universe is a great thing. I mean, obviously, video games industry, in terms of storytelling, is a great way to carry on franchises. We've seen it with uh, numerous franchises, you know, obviously, like we talked about earlier, with Star Wars. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a worthwhile platform to have for, for any franchise to be a part of. And, yeah, there have been other iterations of James Bond in the past, which, to me, didn't really hit the mark. For me, I mean, you've probably heard me talk about it before, being a Nintendo fanboy, also, uh, GoldenEye, when that first came out on the N64, to me, that was probably the best Bond game. I think uh, everybody still... would say that. Every... Yeah, uh, anyone yeah. who says that the GoldenEye is not the best 007 yeah. thing is a fanboy who's for that yeah. other machine, but that is the best game. <laughs> that damn is, level. Yeah. It that was, and it was made by Rare, you know, they came in conjunction with uh, Nintendo. They released that game, even though it was based on the GoldenEye film. Uh, it came out maybe two or three years after the actual film itself. So it wasn't like a traditional game film tie-in, which normally gets released in the space of months um, from the actual film release. Uh, so GoldenEye came out three years after. So the fact is that they're they're kind of not really sticking to the, you know, to that, um, well, to that schedule, which is, is a good thing. So they can actually have enough time to just develop a good, solid game. Uh, they've already seen the highs and lows of the franchise in the past, and now they've got a brand new system, as we spoke about before, which is pretty much untethered in terms of what you could do with your imagination. Uh, they've got the SSD capacity, they've got the, uh, the blazing speed uh, RAM, uh, they've got a brilliant console and platform to create uh, the new mm. Bond 
um, generation for. So I'm looking forward to see exactly what IO Interactive is capable of doing. Obviously, they've shown how good they can make Hitman. I just, the only one thing that I hope that they do, actually, there's two things. One, the story. You know, obviously, from Hitman 3, the story was actually brilliant. You know what I mean? That You can see they've actually um, improved on the actual storytelling over the games, which is mm. which is always great. I hope they kind of continue with that for, the next, for, the, uh, for this next franchise. But also the movement. Like Agent Forty Seven is a bit wooden, yeah. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean. And fair enough, uh, you know, we, we got we're talking about James Bond, but hopefully they just give it a bit more fluidity, uh, kind of match it like Jason Bourne or even Nathan Drake. You know what I mean? It's just kind of get something in between to make it more of just you know more of a, a you know a great play. You know what I mean? So that's that's all I'd ask. Everything else is going to be expected. Great visuals, great audio, um, and uh, hopefully they throw in a couple of Easter eggs from the previous Bond films, even though they're not trying to keep it with the general craig um uh what franchise <laughs> mm. you know so um or series to tell you an interesting <clears throat> fact about goldeneye yeah go for it. uh nintendo asked rare to tone down the violence in the game um, because they <laughs> felt it was too violent so blood and everything was omitted from it nintendo oh, asked gosh. if asked rare if james bond instead of punching could spin yeah. and jump to knock enemies out, which they obviously, thank God, didn't do. But the biggest one is uh, Miyamoto himself asked Rare, would it be possible when you finish the game that James Bond visits all the soldiers in the hospital to show that they didn't die? You know, it's just so Nintendo. It is, it is, because obviously they didn't want it to, because obviously the PlayStation 1 was out and it was very, uh, you know, like adult-themed and GoldenEye initially you'd think that would be more along the PlayStation side of branding. But Nintendo were like, we're family, we're family, you know. But it didn't hurt yeah. sales. What they took out is the third best-selling Nintendo 64 game it behind Mario Kart. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, all good. Yeah. And then again, they didn't actually take out the blood. I mean, all they did have, they didn't, didn't splatter anywhere, but it was more like stains. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, but, you know, it worked out. It's still one of the greatest games ever made. So, you know, they managed to pull some strengths. All good. Mm. So, yeah, Excellent. man, I'm glad well, to hear. I think we did well, you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Now, listeners, in case you're thinking, what? You know, we took a risk here. So if you're on Patreon, you get access to this show uh, Wednesday evening slash Thursday morning. So you get it early access, you get it first, and then it goes on all free feeds on a Friday. So we were worried that there wasn't going to be any news stories by the time we record. But hey, ho, we had news stories. (laughs) So it's been good, you know. Um, So if we are behind, come Friday, if Sony have announced playstation 5 pro or a release date for gran turismo 7 and we're not talking about it on fridays because we recorded on a wednesday and mm-hmm. patreon subscribers get it early so if you head over to www.patreon.com slash latest ps5 you can see all the extra features and bonuses you get on there extra content more episodes that's what you get but alex let's move on to some letters from letters. the listeners letters okay <laughs> so the first one comes from um alistair in the us What's up, alistair? he goes hey team great show i love the detail you put into the news i am a casual gamer and it's great to hear about the things happening behind the scenes my question is more of an hypothetical one let's say you were in charge of the playstation division with a blank check what franchise would you want to sign exclusive to PlayStation? Ooh, Ooh that's a that's a good. I'm going to extend on that, Alistair, and say three franchises, mm. Alex. You three can't say, and you can't. You've got to be realistic. You can't say, "I'll just buy Nintendo because Sony can't afford <laughs> Nintendo." But let's just say Nintendo was selling <laughs> off IP as a franchise, yeah. right? 
So three. Oh. We'll go three. So you go first. What would be like one? Three. No particular order. No particular order. Okay. What I would do, I would um, lock down the whole Marvel franchise. Like that's the whole Marvel comic book universe. I'd make sure that that is just exclusively available um, on the Sony platform. Yes, it would be greedy. Xbox and Nintendo wouldn't get any shade or shine. Um, but I think that would be perfect. You know what I mean? And that would definitely get eyeballs onto the system. Uh, that would be my number one. Let me think about two and three. That's fine. Why you say that? Uh, not in any particular order. I Well, this would actually be my number one. I'd get my right. check out. I'd head over to Konomi and I'd be like, sell me Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> straight yes. away. Yes. Straight yes, away. Definitely. I would go straight down. I'd be like, yeah, sell yeah. me Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> and then I would take it yeah. to Kojima Productions and say, would you like it? But the contract states you need to release the game in this amount of time. you know. Yeah. And I would yeah. be like, right, I want... Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, Metal Gear yeah. Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots, I want Peace Walker, I want Portable yeah. Ops, I want Portable Ops 2, hell, I even want Metal Gear Acids, all remade <laughs> Acids, in PS5 visuals. And then I would tell Konami, then I would tell Kojima Productions, go and finish fucking Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain, give me that final level, goddammit. <laughs> The director's edition, you know, director's cut. But you know what I'd do actually? You know what I would do actually? I would actually, I would sign it, but I would give the original Metal Gear Solid remake to Blue Point. Oh, okay. Demon Souls guys, I'd be like, you remake it because that would be that would be great. I mean, that would be that'd be off the chain. Mm. I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah, I'd really love to see that. So my first Um, one, yeah, I'd straight away. I'd be like, I'm buying Metal Gear Solid. Well, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I think for me, the second one would be, oh, as we mentioned earlier about Bond, you know, I think uh, the James Bond franchise, move it over to Sony. You know, mm. just make it exclusive. I think Sony Pictures actually did, the, you know, actually. They do the, they do the Bond films. They did, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they did, did films. They did them, yeah. So yeah. It, it makes sense if they just kept it on Sony. That would just, that would crush competition. I mean, it would be evil, but I think that'd be really good. You know what I mean? Uh, and it would just make things a lot easier in terms of, um, you know, paying people off <laughs> uh, but anyway um, but yeah so that would be my number two uh, so yeah Bond I'm trying to you? think what Xbox have but they don't actually have anything that I personally am excited for or would move consoles do you know what I mean I, no I, but they've grabbed stuff they've grabbed things like Tekken you know what I mean Tekken and Melgar Solid mm. when I saw them on those consoles I was like ah oh, they've just sold out somebody's sold out like why I mean, you know I mean? my why number two would be Fight Night I would say, I'd get the checkout, and I'd be like, right, EA, sell me Fight Night. I will go out and negotiate with these individual boxes, get all their likenesses, and I will get a game fucking... I'd buy the development team of the UFC games who made Fight Night. I think it's EA Chicago, and I'd say, right, make me Fight Night exclusive to PlayStation 5. Use the SSD, use 3D audio, just go all out crazy. Make this game beautiful. Make it stunning. Make Fight Night what it is. We need a bloody Fight Night game. We don't get it enough. Uh, we're screaming out for it. You know, yeah. we've got even boxing promoters like Eddie Hearn publicly <laughs> calling out EA, saying, "Come on, give me a phone. Let's make this game." Because all I ever get asked is, "Where's a Fight Night game?" But they're so <laughs> in bed with UFC, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so that was Fight Night. So that okay, would be my okay. second one. <clears throat> I would like to see, and this is going to be controversial, especially coming from a Nintendo fan. Yeah, Zelda. Oh wow! <laughs> Be <Being> exclusive, <laughs> just to see what Sony could do. You know, with pretty much, you know, um, like just raw power. Well, you're buying a development Zelda. studio, so you buy the development yeah, yeah, studio yeah, to see what they could yeah, do yeah, with PS5 hardware. It. 
exactly, exactly. With the pad. Oh PS5, my god. Pad, the haptic feedback. It would look absolutely gorgeous. And they'll just go to town. You know what I mean? We're just talking all guns blazing. Obviously, without the guns because it's Zelda, but still, you know what I'm saying? I think that'd be good. That'd be really fun. Mm. Yeah, that'd be really fun. But anyway, uh, that's a great question, Alistair. Yeah, well, I've got one more, bro. You're trying to hype my <laughs> last one. So I was thinking GTA, but then I thought, nah, because what makes GTA GTA is that rock star charm to it. So oh, I yeah. wouldn't actually take Grand Theft Auto. Um, oh, yeah. So I would take a series that's actually dormant at the moment and it's not being used and it should be, and that's Dead Space. So again, yeah. I'd go to EA and I'd be like, right, yeah. sell me Dead Space. We're going to remake that game with the, the original trilogy and then mm. we're going to make a new Dead Space game. You know, I'm dying for a horror yeah. game in space. That's what I want. So yeah, yeah. let's yeah, get the checkbook out. So there you go, <laughs> Alistair. You have six games from us. So you have Metal yeah, Gear you Solid. Go. You have Fight Night. You have Dead mm. Space. Uh, yeah. You had Legend of Zelda. Legend you had, Zelda. what else James did you say? Bond franchise. Uh, James, James Bond, Bond and Marvel. And Marvel, yeah. I you mean, should have said DC. Marvel, Marvel. definitely. <laughs> I thought you imagine that? I'll... That would be funny. Now I think Xbox, give 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 that to Xbox. <laughs> now, two things. I know I didn't say PES because the uh, Konami dev team make it better than Sony, right? So they can keep PES. But I was actually <laughs> thinking you were yeah. going to say Matrix. The Matrix, well, I mean, we had the end of the Matrix, didn't we? We had the end of the Matrix before, which was pretty good, um, but it it was just okay. You know what I mean? It it wasn't nearly as good. Yeah, but good you look as... at Insomniac with the movement and combat of Spider Man. Imagine what they could do in a linear Matrix yeah, game. No, especially no, and also the uh, the guys who made uh, Super Hot as well. If they were a part of the team as well, if I could just make like a super a super development studio, yeah, it would definitely have Insomniac involved in there. You would even have uh, a games, and it would have the makers of super hot uh to make the best ultimate matrix experience because the bullet time in super hot on the vr version is if you haven't tried it fans go out there and just give it a go you mean you just give it five minutes you'll be there for five hours <laughs> guaranteed well, well you, you, you have you have buckets. the ps5 <laughs> flat friday 199 yeah. every year for the psvr with about 10 games you might as well grab it and then you can play super hot yourself i might as well grab it definitely <laughs> okay uh and the last question on the show comes from sarah in hereford in the uk where's where's hereford is that oh. down by you I think it's down south, mate. Good evening, Pro Evo, Sunny, and Switch lover Alex. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> right, that? right? That's bang on, that is. Um, when do you think the next-gen consoles will be readily available in stores? Someone else asked me, asked, asked me this the other day, um, and I'll answer the same as I answered to them. I don't think it will be until next year. I think you're going to see limited supply uh, all the way through till September time, and then you're coming into that fall where consoles are always getting picked up because you've got the launch of FIFA, the launch of Call of Duty and those end of four games. And then you come into Black Friday and then you come into Christmas. I don't think you're going to get, like, I don't think you'll be able to comfortably go Mm. into a a retailer and pick up a PlayStation 5 until 2022, like early 2022, when it will be readily available. Yeah. I just think stock for both machines are going to be limited. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, maybe 2022, towards the latter end of 2022. Uh, Obviously, because of the pandemic, which is happening right now, which is just throwing a span into everyone's works. Uh, Not to mention the, um, you know, the influx of games, exclusive games, whenever there's like a massive game out, there's obviously a shortage 
um, of consoles, um, as we saw, especially with the Nintendo side of things. Um, they couldn't get enough switches out the door for Animal Crossing. Mm. You know, I mean, that's a phenomenal hit. And the same thing could happen with uh, GTA 6, you know, for PlayStation. So, yeah, I think it'll be towards the end of 2022 before we actually see some normality uh, where you can just walk into your local... Um, uh, distribution for what I'm about? local game shop and pick up a console. Uh, mm. But yeah, that, that's that's what my money's on. But um, I'm hoping that the I mean, obviously from the news that we heard earlier, you know, they're 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 trying their hardest to make sure that they can actually get these consoles into the hands of fans. So um, it might even be sooner. You know, they mm. may be. Obviously, we heard about the um, they finished uh, production of the PlayStation Four Pro models, wasn't it? A few weeks back, uh, so all uh, every these, every so PlayStation Four model except the base PS Four five hundred gig, everything else has stopped. Wow, yeah, yeah. So that just shows focus. So it might even be sooner than that. So mm. uh, you know, fingers crossed, Sarah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Sarah. So if you have got one, well done. If you haven't, just keep going on to websites every single week. Just check every day because they just pop up. Uh, look yeah. for sites that give you updates, um, but make sure you set. Um, and for any listeners, set alerts from Amazon, from Game and stuff to let them let you know when machines. You just register your interest, and then you'll get an alert that they're going to have machines available. And you just keep trying. Don't pay scalper price. Just wait. Be patient. You'll get one. Um, but it will be a long, long time. It will be. Even wow. though it's only been forty-five minutes, Alex, it's been a long one for us because obviously, if you are a Patreon subscriber, we just recorded our top five most anticipated games of twenty twenty-one. A very interesting list and selection <laughs> of titles. We're not going to give it yeah. away. Just head over yep. to Patreon.com. The link is in the description to this podcast, and you will see the bonus content on there. If you are a Patreon subscriber, your support will be great for us because again it's just paying for the services that we use to keep this podcast running mm-hmm. Woo, nice. alex what a game yeah i know i good. know it's been a, it's been a good one uh, it's, it's been a good one so i think uh, you have the final next, word i do have the final word <clears throat> love one another because if you don't what else do we have where's that from that's for me. That's for uh, Alex. Alex, and that's from Raphael Delaghetto. <laughs> <laughs> Raphael Delaghetto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Delaghetto. Yeah, for all you uh, fresh uh, fresh Prince fans out there. Anyway, uh, I hope you guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, we got we got so much stuff planned for you guys. So uh, stay tuned. Excellent. Good night, everybody. Good night.